And it is 5.06 KTSA. Good morning, San Antonio. Good morning, Texas. Uh, Trey Ware here at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Breakfast is set, so let's dive in. Let's dig in this morning. I'll start with the weather just so you can uh, kind of think about where you're headed for Fiesta, your Fiesta planning, and what might be coming up the next couple of days for you. Uh, today we're going to see some showers and stuff around in the morning. Not a real big chance of all that, but you might run into some showers and stuff this morning. But then, but then later on tonight, uh, we expect some pretty strong thunderstorms to be in the area. High today about 84, and there could be some hail, damaging winds, all that kind of stuff uh, later on tonight and into tomorrow morning. A couple of morning thunderstorms and a, and a high of uh, about 85 tomorrow. On Friday, they expect pretty good sunshine. So we got the battle flowers on Friday. And they're thinking we're going to have some good sunshine for Battle of Flowers and a high about 84. And then things get different on, on Friday night. A little bit, uh, a little bit of a change to the forecast than what, uh, they had originally been talking about over at AccuWeather. So we're looking at possible storms Friday night into Saturday morning. Possible. And again, the rain may, and I underlined and stressed the word may because it's not a for sure thing, but the rain may continue in some spots on saturday so just so you'll know as you're planning whatever you're going to do with fiesta the next several days um I, you know just what, what i always do is i just carry an umbrella with me at all times and i have a couple of jackets that i toss in the car not, not anything big light jackets that i have carried around with me but i'm one of these guys better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it that's been kind of been my philosophy forever got a new video up this morning a new tucker video and i'm really curious to have you comment on it it's up at the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. Trey, KTSA, Trey, T-R-E-Y, KTSA in your Google. Or you can go to the KTSA Facebook page or my Facebook page. That's where you can uh, That's where you can comment. We take comments on our Facebook page. But uh, I'm curious about what you think. It is a Tucker video. It's about Tucker Carlson again. And Tucker Carlson is uh, is back in the news. A couple of things I'll, I'll point out about Tucker as we get started this morning. And, of course, the phone lines are always open. It's pretty interesting that on Friday, his final monologue was about how Big Pharma controls media with their money. Uh, the number one advertiser on major corporation media these days is Big Pharma. I mean, how many how many drug commercials do you see in a day? Well, I can guarantee you as somebody who used to consume television during the day, and that's another story I'm going to tell you about. I didn't turn on the TV at all yesterday. Not at all. Not one time. I saw a TV here because we have three of them staring at me. But when I got home, I didn't turn it on. I didn't turn on Fox News. I didn't turn on Squat yesterday. So I'm going to have to reconsider how much I'm spending to get TV brought into my home and think about what I'm going to do where that's concerned. I don't watch the, the, the networks because they lie, and I know that. So th- th- there's no value to network television to me at all. Uh, local news is the same way. I watch them for weather because I'm a weather geek, number one. And number two, weather actually impacts your life. Half the st- half the crap they're putting out has no impact on your life at all. When the lead story is about a couple of guys knifing, them, knifing each other or shooting each other on the west side of San Antonio, I don't give a squat. I really don't. I don't give a squirt. I just, it, it don't matter to me. Now, I, I know that, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. That's always been the deal. But I don't care. You know, a couple of guys get drunked up over a case of beer and knife each other on the west side or the south side or the north side or whatever side. I just, that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> so there's no value in television news and, and all that coming from the big corporate liars as far as I'm concerned. The only value, like I said, is weather. 
but if you uh, if you consume television during the day primarily, I don't know what it's like at night because I haven't watched television at night in a long time. Uh, and by the way, when when I watched uh, Tucker, uh, that would be at midnight uh, when they did the replay. And guess what? I didn't turn it on. They what they do is they replay their evening shows overnight, and uh, I would catch it at midnight when I was prepping the show. But since he's not there, I just I don't even turn it on. Not even turn the TV on at all. So I don't know how you feel about that. But anyway, um, Big Pharma is all over television. And they spend probably, you know, since they've been allowed to do it, trillions of dollars, billions at the very least, to drive you to your doctor for the next pill for whatever is ailing you. Oh, my toe hurts, Doc, and I just saw an ad on the TV last night that if I come see you, that you'd fix my toe with this pill. <laughs> right? And and in most cases, the majority of the ad is is about how you're going to get something else. So, yes, I'm going to make your toe feel better. I'm going to treat the symptom. I'm not going to cure your toe. There's no cure for what you have in your toe, okay? But we can give you pills to treat the symptom for the rest of your life. But you're going to end up with kidney disease, liver disease, heart disease, lung disease, brain disease, and your butt's going to fall off. (laughs) So you're going to walk around with a bad heart, bad lungs, bad kidneys, bad liver, and a bad brain, and no butt, no acetal. And uh, that's okay. You, you, at least your toe's going to be okay. <laughs> the, the lunacy of all that doesn't make any sense. So Friday night on his final show, he didn't know it was his final show, Tucker talks about how Big Pharma controls the networks with their cash. And if you ever cross them, which he did on a regular basis, because he pointed out what I just pointed out to you, what I just did, it, Tucker would do too. And uh, and and Big Pharma, uh, you know, he, if you cross him, you get canceled. You get taken off the air. So kind of self-fulfilling, possibly. But the video has nothing to do with that. The video is left field. It's up on the Treyware page, KTSA.com, and the KTSA Facebook page. It's out of left field. I'm, I admit, the video is out of left field, but I want to hear your comments. I want to see your comments. But the bottom line with Tucker is when AOC and The View... And the military-industrial complex and Big Pharma are celebrating your firing. You're doing great work, okay? You're doing what you ought to be doing. And Tucker broke his silence yesterday when he was told that the military-industrial complex over at the Pentagon, which has us involved in unnecessary wars all the time so that we have to buy their bullets and guns, when he was told that yesterday, Tucker said, Ha! I'm sure that they're celebrating my demise. Well, the demise will not be long, but will he go in a completely different heading? Is he going to go in a completely different direction with his life? Why are you shaking your head? You don't know. You don't know. Because that's that's what he knows. That's what he's perfect at. Uh Any other direction, he's going to have to get better. Well... You know, people do change and adapt, Jimmy T. They do different things with their lives, you know. It does happen. It's it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good to do it, but people do change and do something in a different direction. But, you know, the direction that's kicking around on the interwebs out there that I bring up in my video, that direction is not much different than what he 
was doing over at Fox News and at the Daily Caller and it's MSNBC and CNN and all the other places. It's not much different. In fact, we've had other people that have left those media and have gone on to do, well, vice versa, actually. We've had people that have left the media that have gone on to do what is being suggested for Tucker now. And we've had people that did what is being suggested for him transition into the media. What I'm saying is it's a close alignment between the two, between media and what's in the video. I'm not going to spoil alert your video, but okay. I think I know exactly where it is. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you off air. Okay. That way I don't spoil it. And okay. everyone can go check it out, the video. Okay. All right. So you can tell me off air. Well, okay. yeah, I don't want to spoil it if I'm right because you get mad when I'm right. Well, no, no I don't. I don't. I, I think it's great when you're right. I okay. think it's perfect when you're right. Well, go then, ahead and say it. Then he's going to pull a Carrie Lake and go into politics. Well, that's what's on the interwebs. Is that he and I? Elaine is topping up here. Markley Van Camps and Robin Van Camp and Robbins talked about it. Um, I didn't. I didn't hear them yesterday. I, I I was completely media free yesterday, by the way. And God, I feel good today. <laughs> It's like a weight's lifted off your shoulders. Seriously, man. It's like I had a a cleansing. <laughs> I didn't have all that junk tossed at me yesterday, and I had a cleansing yesterday. It was a cleansing moment. I feel good and refreshed. Um, and so anyway, yeah, okay. So they talked about it yesterday. Yes. Wow. Um, it's on the interwebs out there. And it's on my video, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. You can't comment there because I've, I've asked them a million times to put a comment section there, and they just they don't listen to me. But uh, you can comment on our Facebook page, KTSA Facebook page. So I'd love to hear your comments about the video, about the thoughts, about Tucker, even if you don't care about Tucker, even if you hate Tucker. You know what? Especially if you hate Tucker. <laughs> Especially if you don't like him. Go comment on the video. There will be, we are told, some incredible testimony before the House today about, about, about uh, your government, my government, our government, being involved in human trafficking and, in particular, child trafficking. I have been telling you for years now, ever since Joe Biden opened the border, that he is the world's largest human trafficker that he is responsible for the biggest numbers when it comes to human trafficking. I'll tell you more about it when we come back. Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Dr. Mark. Call in or you can text either way. 210-599-5555. That's 210-599-5555. Let me squeeze Fred in here and then I got some more comments about uh, Tucker. We'll move on to this testimony about human trafficking, child trafficking that the Biden administration is involved in. Meanwhile, Fred, you're on KTS. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Mr. Trump will endorse Tucker Carlson for president <laughs> and back him away to a win. You think he will? Yes. Why? Why do you think that? Now, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not. I'm not questioning you. I'm just. I'm, I'm just curious as to why you think that that's going to happen. When you had him on three times in a row, and I picked up little uh, nuances in uh, what was uh, asked and and uh, the answers from okay. Mr. Trump. Okay. And I just uh, came to that conclusion. Okay. All right, Fred. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Enjoy your fiesta. Now, I don't know. I I, I think that that's beyond Trump's capability uh, as far as his ego is concerned to step down and shove somebody in front of him like that. But. But, 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 
I I got people whispering in my ear, and, and it happens all the time. And a lot of times, in fact, more times than not, the people that are whispering in my ear, they're right. In fact, I'll come in and I'll say something on Ware and Rima, and Sean will go, nah, nah, and then that, like a week later, bang, or two weeks later, yeah, it happened. And it's not that I'm brilliant, but I, 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 I well, I'm, I'm fairly smart, fairly intelligent, but I do have contacts from people who know what's going on and people on the inside. That being said, I got some, uh, I got some birdies whispering to me about Donald Trump right now. And one thing that I have really been talking about is how he and Ron DeSantis need to bury the hatchet. What they need to do is they need to sit down. They need to have a truce in all this stupid fighting that they're involved in. And DeSantis isn't really fighting. He's, he's said a couple of things about Trump, but not much. It's Trump going after him. It's Trump going after DeSantis. And I've been saying they need to come together, and they've got a common enemy. It's called the Democrat Destruction Party. The Democrat Destruction Party, they are destroying the United States. And those guys need to come together and take a look at maybe possibly being on the same ticket. Now, I had a, I had a woman uh, that uh, commented on one of the Facebook posts about, uh, well, they can't, if you check the, you don't know the Constitution, if you check the Constitution and did your research, you would find that they can't be from the same state. Yes, they can. There's, there's nothing in the Constitution about that. You could have two pres- a president, vice president from Texas or Oklahoma or whatever if, if you wanted to. Typically, it's not done because you try to pick a guy from a state that you need to carry. You got to carry Florida. You got to carry Florida, no doubt about that. And so, uh, you'll have two guys from Florida, possibly if they decide to join on the same ticket. At the very least, I don't know if they go on the same ticket. At the very least, bury the hatchet, focus on the real enemy, which is the Democrat Destruction Party. Now, to the people who are whispering at me. Donald Trump is listening to that idea. He's not He's not said he wants to do it. He's not given any indication that he would even consider it. But he's listening to the people who are talking to him about that. That's an improvement. That's a big step forward because a lot of times he just doesn't. He just doesn't. I mean, you know, I got my own ideas, my own way of doing things that I don't need anybody. Don't screw my mind up with the facts. This is what I'm going to do. And uh, But at least right now, according to the people that I know, when he is uh, when this subject comes up, he's like, "Yeah, well, let me let me think about that." And they're even considering and saying the vice presidential thing for DeSantis makes all the sense in the world. It's the smartest thing those two could do, and it's time they do it. Don't waste any more time. Now, a House Judiciary Subcommittee hearing today will feature the testimony from a whistleblower who is going to warn lawmakers that the U.S. has become the middleman in a multi-billion dollar migrant child trafficking, op- trafficking operation at the border. Now, what's going on here is that as these children, who are unaccompanied minors, show up at the border, the Biden administration is taking them and placing them with, quote, sponsors, right? But many, if not most times, those sponsors are just putting those children in child labor. And they're working all night at restaurants and uh, slaughterhouses and factories in order to pay their debts back to the cartel and whoever else was associated with getting those children to the United States. 
And the whistleblower today in front of the subcommittee at the House is going to talk exclusively about this. Now, for years I've been saying this administration is the largest human trafficker on planet Earth because they refuse to control the border. Refuse to. And as long as you refuse, and in fact, they're doing the directly opposite of controlling the border. They are incentivizing more people to come here by giving them $800 cash that they can spend any way they want to, giving them a cell phone they can use any use it any way they want to, and the first thing they do is block the government number, and then giving them free Obamacare. That's, that's an incentivizing uh, measure like you've never seen before for poor people in these countries to come here and criminals and whatever. So they have been trafficking in humans now ever since Joe Biden became president of the United States. He's a human trafficker. And so now that this whistleblower is going to show up and say, yeah, the government is the middleman in this, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that they're taking these children and placing them with, quote, sponsors who are nothing more than front groups that put these children into child labor. How does that make you feel about Joe Biden who wants to be your president another four years? Well, he's not committing to four years. Yeah, he wants to be reelected, but he won't commit to four years. <laughs> we'll talk about that coming up as well. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, Trey Ware here for... So, in talking about the re-election of... Uh, <laughs> of Joe Biden at the White House yesterday. Corrine Jean-Pierre would not commit to him running, being in it for four years. And they came back and tried to clean it up later. Well, you know, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to do the electioneering here from the president, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. They're not going to commit to it. They're not going to commit to four more years because the plan is is to get him reelected and then slide Kamala in there. And then Kamala can run for the full eight after two years. So uh, that would make 12 years as Kamala as president of the United States. Of course, they're just tools, right? Right now, they're all tools that are being controlled from the big, smoky boardrooms of America corporate america is running your country ain't no question about that none whatsoever from the military industrial complex to big pharma and the others they're running your country joe biden just likes the perks of being president he always wanted them he wanted the big airplane to be his he wanted to take his kids around and show them off he wanted to do all the great things that presidents get to do and somebody else gets to do all the work and that's what we got so they want to lock this in for many, many years to come. And they just might do it if, in fact, the RNC doesn't get their crap together and start playing in the real world of politics. I'll get to that in a second. A lot of people in uh, in the wake of Tucker's leaving Fox News, a lot of people have been coming out and talking about what a great gentleman he was behind the scenes and helping them out of their careers. In our business, the people who don't go anywhere are the people who are focused on themselves. I've been in this business my entire life. Um, came to this radio station three days old. And that's no lie. That's a fact. The people who do well in this business put others ahead of themselves. I know it sounds oxymoronic for a business like ours, but it's true. The people who you hear on the air that are always talking about me, me, I, 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 me, 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 and they focus all the attention on them, they don't go anywhere. And off the air, the ones who are taking care of other people are the ones who advance in this business as well. Tucker Carlson is one of those guys. Everybody from from Matt Walsh uh, down to Janice Dean, 
uh, to Nate Hokeman and others uh, who have you know gone anywhere in our business have said that Tucker would reach out to them privately, either via text or he would actually call when people were going through a hard time. Limbaugh did that with my dad one time. Called him over cochlear ear implants because uh, you know Limbaugh had one and my dad was facing that. And Limbaugh called him out of the clear blue and said, Ricky, I hear you're going through this, man. I just wanted to tell you it's the greatest thing in the world. Don't you worry about it. You carry on. This is not career-ending. In fact, it's career-extending. And then they talked politics and other stuff for about an hour and a half after that. Those are the people that are successful. If you're all wrapped up in yourself, you're not going anywhere. Get the focus off yourself. And that's Tucker. And so I put this video together about whether or not he ought to pursue <laughs> whether or not he ought to pursue something else other than our media. Look, what's happening to American media right now is a huge shift away from traditional network television. Uh, More and more people are relying on streaming services and not even cable anymore, not even satellite anymore. They're just doing streaming services more and more and more. It's, It's huge, and it's only going to get bigger. And as far as radio is concerned, the same thing is going on. I mean, people are really focusing on the new media. And you've got some people out there who are building new media empires, whether that's the Daily Wire, and they've got good cash flow at the Daily Wire, and they're hiring people like Candace Owens, Matt Walsh, and others to do their shows on the Daily Wire, or Glenn Beck with the Blaze, Blaze TV, and he's got Mark Levin and others that he has hired to be on the, on the Blaze. Uh, whether it's Megan Kelly or Bill O'Reilly, they, they've all started their own thing. Tucker could do Tucker TV. Tucker could also take a look at, I think, these two guys that are that replace Limbaugh, I think they're good placeholders, but I don't think they're competitive guys in, in the arena of talk radio. And Tucker could be Rush. He could. He could do that show and be Rush Limbaugh and have a video component to it. But I, I don't want to get on the, the weeds on all this. Uh, just, I, I don't think there's any value to him returning to a network television show. I just don't think so. I, I, there's no future in it, that's for sure. That's a dying entity. Network television is a dying entity. Even though it's a cable network, it's dying. And, uh, and, and Tucker realizes that. He's a forward thinker, always has been. He's the guy who started the Daily Caller. You know, uh, He's a smart guy. So he realizes there's no future there, and his better future if he goes with the Daily Wire, if he goes with the Blazer, he starts his own thing, or he takes over the the Limbaugh show uh, from Premier Networks. Whatever. He, there, there are other opportunities rather than going back to you know, okay, MSNBC is going to hire me, or you know, CNN is going to hire. Why? So uh, who cares? Nobody watches that crapola anymore. So he's got some other uh, opportunities. And the one that's being tossed around is politics, and that's in my video today, the Treyware page, KTSA.com, and the Facebook pages as well. But here's the deal with the with, with new media and where it intersects with politics. Real quick, the Republicans are way behind on new media in politics. Way behind. They've got a lot of catching up to do, and they better do it real fast because Democrats dominate in in new media the democrats are not focused on television or radio or newspapers newspapers are gone they're not focusing on any of that stuff their focus is on influencers and the republicans better get in that game they had better start throwing money at influencers and they had better start treating influencers with the importance that they deserve 
whether we agree with it or like it or not, is irrelevant. The fact of the matter is, if you want to reach future voters, future voters, you better be having conversations with and throwing money at these influencers. Because I guarantee you, the Democrats are. The Democrats are paying what we would call snot-nosed kids to on their YouTube channel or on their IG or TikTok to do these brief videos about their candidates. And they're paying them to do it. They're also influencing them with the information that they need. Abortion is a huge issue for the left, obviously, right now. And they're going out and they're telling 20-year-olds, look what the Republicans did. They took away your ability to have an abortion to control your own body. Now, the Republicans should have been out in front with their own uh, army of TikTokers explaining how abortion truly is killing a child, killing a human being, and showing that and letting the, the TikTokers show people uh, what it's like to, to kill a child through abortion and educate the 20-year-old about this is what abortion really is. It's not for convenience. It really does kill a human. But they haven't done that. What did the what What did the Republicans do when when Joe Biden announced he was running for president? First thing they did a reelection. They put a they put an ad up that was just a television ad, right? They also ran it online. But but you know what else they did? They created a fact checking website. Now I want to ask you a question. How many 20-year-olds do you know? Because I, I know plenty of them because of my granddaughters. You know, kids that are 20 and younger. How many of them do you know are going to go to a, a political fact-checking website? Oh, Joe said this? Let me check the Republican fact-checking website. Hell no. <laughs> there ain't no 20 and under going to do it. It's not going to happen. Uh-uh. They get their political news and their political influence when they're sitting in a john or standing in line at Starbucks or waiting for the prompter to come with their test at college while they're scrolling through IG and TikTok and all the other social media. That's where they're getting influenced. And Republicans, you're screwing up by not leading that. Democrats are there. Democrats are bringing influencers into the White House. They're paying them tons of money. They have an army of tiktok influencers out there creating videos that show joe is young and vibrant and progressive and joe's for you if you're 20 years old he has no idea he doesn't even know he's alive much less they are but it doesn't matter if the tiktoker influencer that i follow says that joe is young and vibrant he's standing up for me then you know what they may get off their butts and go and vote even if you get Two percent of them to get off their butts and go vote Democrat. Well, they win. <laughs> Democrats win, and Republicans don't. So I'll give you another prime example, and we'll take a break. Prop A in San Antonio, right? I've been the leading media voice against Prop A in this town, just because I know the influence. I know what it's going to do. So I've walked out in front of all the other media as the opposition leader on media and i didn't seek that nor did i want it it was just something that happened when i started to talk about it um why didn't the opposition have an army of tiktok influencers against it 
and explaining and showing videos on TikTok about cities burning and, and, and spray paint and, you know, cars being torn up. Do you want this to happen to your car, Mr. 20-year-old? You love your car. 20, every 20-year-old boy loves his car. You love your car. You love your cool truck. Do you want this to happen to your truck? Well, then you've got to get out and vote against Prop A. That's my point. That's my point, is that the Republicans and the conservatives, they don't play that game. They don't get together. They don't get hard-nosed about stuff. They're not going to show up at a Capitol like the the, uh, the transurrectionists are doing it from the trans cult where they're going into uh, you know capitals around the country. Republicans and conservatives don't do that. But at the very least, guys, forget about the old dinosaur media and get your butts over there with those influencers and and start leading. And now, right now, you should have been doing it years ago, but now you better get on it. All right, back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, Ghostbusting Ernie Hudson here. FM 1071. Got my Stevie Ray shirt on today, as a matter of fact. My pride and joy. 607, Trey Ware, KTSA, Prop A. It's early voting time. By the way, they're going to take Friday off from early. No no voting, no nothing on Friday because it's Battle of Flowers in San Antonio. So back to early voting Monday and Tuesday. Then the election is May 6th, and we have been talking about uh, Prop A from the beginning. And uh, been talking about the negative effects that Prop A going to have on our community. And if you've been listening to this segment for the past several months, you've heard me talk about it over and over again. Not that I wanted to be the media leader of the of the opposition to this, but I just kind of fell into that role because I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about San Antonio. I care about what happens to my city. And this is not good. And I've explained that in any number of ways, and the videos are up on my page, the Treyware page at ktsa.com. Somebody else who is very um, passionate about this issue is uh, Marta Pelias. She is the president and CEO of the Family Violence Provision Services, and she's written a piece that Prop A is a step in the wrong direction. And Ms. Pelias, I, I welcome you to the show, and thank you for being on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline with me. Thanks for being on. Thank you so very much for the invitation. So why is Prop A, in your estimation, a step in the wrong direction? Well, it, number one, it was bundled together with things that are not good, alongside with things uh, that are possibly good. Um, so there was an element of dishonesty. Mm. That's, uh, that's how I see it. That's what many people see. But that's how it should be seen. Uh, so alongside with those, those things that are good, there are these things that, um, for which I stand against. And it is the reason why I am voting against Proposition A, and, and, and I hope uh, San Antonians understand why everybody should vote against Proposition A. You know, you bring um, up a really good point. The, the fact that this is the first time that I can remember in a long time that the, you know we bundled together several items on there. Usually they're broken out, and you can pick and choose what you want and what you don't want. And, and they didn't do this here, and you're absolutely right. They, do it out, they did it out of deception so they could talk about marijuana and abortion, marijuana and abortion, marijuana and abortion, and leave out the fact that criminals are going to go free. Absolutely. It is deceptive. And I am going to use the analogy of the, of the, of the dozen eggs that you may purchase, and you just grab the box, and there is a discolored egg in there, uh, and it's a rotten egg. So that doesn't make all the eggs bad, but come on. There is a rotten egg in there, and you should have the discretion this thing is all about discretion. You should have the discretion to vote for what you really feel 
you can live with as a citizen of San Antonio and just leave aside those things that you cannot. So it's about impeding the discretion of the voter. You know, Ms. Pelias, in every city where they have put these type of, uh, of charters in, uh, crime has exploded, and even violent crime has exploded because we call it a soft-on-crime deal. I, that's what I call it. I call it soft-on-crime because that's exactly the effect. There's two major effects. Number one is it demoralizes the police, and I can't tell you the number of police officers from San Antonio who can't speak publicly but have contacted me privately to say that they have already put in their their uh, applications at various police forces around the area because of this social justice director who will take the power away from them, discretion away from the police to be able to make decisions about what's right in, in arrests and, and non-arrests. That's, that, that's the first thing that we, we see going on. The second thing is, is that, and this happens all across the country, the second thing that we see happen is that uh, many criminals skate free and walk free, and, and as the president and CEO of the Family Violence Prevention Services, that can't make you feel good at all knowing that criminals are going to walk free. We already have, Trey, one of the highest rates of domestic violence in the state. No doubt. In no the, doubt. In the, in the nation. So no doubt. We should, be, we should be putting our efforts towards reversing that trend, not making it worse, by removing the discretion of the police officer to arrest when we know that domestic violence is progressive, when that officer comes to that home, I can assure you things have already happened. So, and on top of things, that officer doesn't have the discretion to arrest, but just extend a little small do-nothing citation when he may have the feeling that something is going to happen. Including, including up to death, because we all know what domestic violence can do. Um, it is wrong. It is wrong. And it, it is why uh, I am voting against Proposition A. Leaving the victim in the company of the abuser with just a citation in the hand of that person is not the right Way. Well, and also, uh, and I've talked to many people in Austin who are fighting this situation, uh, the same situation in Austin, where they have gone soft on crime up there, and they're down uh, m almost a thousand police officers, and they can't get any to, to come back and, and try to rehire police officers in Austin. So what's happening now is somebody calls for a real crime like domestic violence well, there's not enough officers to respond to the call and that's what we're facing in san antonio if you vote for prop a folks you're going to demoralize the police you're going to reduce your police force which was the intent of the framers the people who came up with prop a they want to reduce the police force and when you do that your response times go way up when there's not enough cops on the street doing the beat to respond to calls. So as, as Ms. Pelias is talking about, in a domestic violence situation, you call a police officer say, you know, the old man's beating on me over here or whatever, whatever the situation is. Well, it could take hours if a cop comes at all when you don't have a police that is, force. That is correct. And the other um, effect is on the victim. Why would that victim call 911 again when at the exactly. hour of most, of most need, That's right. she is left alone and no action was taken by that police officer? Victims look up to law enforcement for protection. That's, yeah. that's, that's what they want. That's what they need. Yeah. You're not there. I'm not there. This attorney is not there. The judge is not there. The only one there that can do something is the police officer. That's and right. he 
his discretion has been removed from them. A proposition A. Yeah. Very well said. Uh, Ma'am, I I do appreciate your time again this morning and for taking the stance against Prop A. Hopefully it's going to be defeated. That's what I really want people to go do. Thank you. Educating educating the voters is is big, it's huge, and it is about their discretion also. Not only the discretion of the police officer, but the discretion of the voter. The voter cannot be lied to. The voter cannot be made to believe that he or she is voting for this, when in reality that person is voting for this and that and that and that. That's exactly right. Good. Yeah, very That's well said. Ms. Palaez, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you today. Have a great day. And uh, Viva Fiesta to you. Happy Fiesta. All right, uh, that's Marta uh, Palaez, and I hope you'll take her advice and say no. Early voting is going on right now. Oppose no, no, no to Prop A. All right, I want to talk to you about outdoor living because we're in that time of year, and it, you know, <laughs> the truth is you can, you can do outdoor living here most of the time, except for that occasional snowfall or freezing or whatever. But even if it's really kind of cold outside in the winter months, you can still do outdoor living because our friends at Diamond Decks, DiamondDecksTX.com, they can build you a space outdoors that you can climate control. Either keep it cool in July and August or keep it warm in January and February. And so many of us like being outside. We like to cook outside. We like to gather outside with our friends. We like to hang out outside and enjoy nature and all those kind of things. But you got to have the right space to be able to do it. And right now, maybe you just got a deck and you want to add on to that or maybe you're considering a gibo gazebo or maybe you're thinking about a, you know a nice pergola area you want to cover some of the deck to keep the sun off the deck or whatever might be concrete you know these guys over at diamond decks they can do it all from decks to concrete to composite materials everything in between they they're really um they're really creative so if you go to them and say this is kind of what i'm thinking i'd like to have out here they can take your idea your kernel of an idea and turn it into this big blossoming beautiful backyard thing and it's just gorgeous you want it to look great you want it functional and you want to climate control it they can do it all diamonddeckstx.com let me do a little bit lengthier AccuWeather than I usually do because of Fiesta. You want to know what the weather's going to be like the next several days. So today, a thunderstorm is possible this afternoon and tonight. 84 for the high. Then mostly cloudy, a strong thunderstorm late tonight that can bring hail and damaging winds. That'll last until tomorrow morning. And then it'll tomorrow afternoon, somewhere around 85. AccuWeather is predicting sunshine on Friday and 84 for a Battle of Flowers parade. But then storms come back in the picture Friday night into Saturday morning. And the rain may continue in some spots on Saturday for your Saturday planning for whatever you're going to do for Fiesta. Okay? 69 right now, KTSA. Good morning. We've got a brand new trouble spot on 30. That was one of them that I played so much that I just got so burned on it. I hated it. But you know what? I haven't heard it in years, so it's kind of cool. So let her do a little bit of it. All right. Uh, 621, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, Treywearpage, KTSA.com. And I got a new thing up there, KTSA.com by Tucker. The Tucker. We'll talk uh, more about that in a, in a couple of minutes. Um, but before I do... Uh, Ronald McDaniel was uh, just on um, Fox a little while ago, and she's the head of the RNC, and I, I really thought that Hermit Dillon would have been a much better choice for that position, but whatever. You know, they went back with Rona, and um, she's on there talking about how 
the Democrats are going to hide Biden again because they're not going to have debates. And, boy, she's criticizing them for not having debates and all that stuff. It goes back to something I was talking about last half hour. If you just woke up or just started listening, uh, last half hour I was talking about how the Republicans are so far behind on social media and with influencers. Let me uh, A couple of things real quick. The old media. And Tucker may have been really the, the nail in the coffin of the old media. He might have been. When you think about the old media, whether it's Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, is there anything there that attracts younger people? It attracts us in, to, to a certain degree because we grew up with it, but does, is there anything there? Now, Tucker was an attractor. <laughs> you would seek him out at 7 o'clock our time on Fox News, but really now, like yesterday, I didn't turn the TV on once, not once. And as far as debates are concerned, you know why I watch debates? They don't change my mind, sway me one way or the other. I watch debates because of what I do. Because i got to make notes and come in here and talk about it. But if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't watch a debate. And I guarantee you, my granddaughters don't even know that these guys are going to have debates. They don't care. They, one's 18, the other's 16. So let's talk 20-year-old. Let's do that. Because 20-year-old is you know eligible to vote. They are influenced in that world by influencers. They're not influenced by Fox News. They're not influenced by MSNBC. They don't watch those things. And they don't watch debates. And you're not going to get them to. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get a 20-year-old. Very few exceptions. Don't call me and say, well, mine does. Well, yeah, he's an Eagle Scout. You raised him to be that way. I'm talking about the, the, the rule, not the exception. All right. When I talk about stuff on the show, it's the rule, not the exception. Of course there are 20-year-olds that are into it. I was when I was 20. But it was a different environment, different world. We didn't have social media. We didn't have influencers. Does everybody know what an influencer is? It's these kids, man, that have these channels, right? And celebrities, too. And they're on IG, primarily on TikTok, you know, and and they make these short videos. They're on YouTube. They make these short videos, and they've got millions of followers, and they influence them to make purchases or decisions in their life. In fact, TikTok is the world's biggest influencer itself. That's why China will push the crap through to our kids and not even let their kids do anything on it. Because it influences our kids. It's an influencer. Well, so the Democrats, for a long time, they have had, you know, they have tossed money and, and, and influence and prestige at influencers on social media to the point where now they are setting up an influencer room at the press room at the White House. It's the future. All this stuff on Fox and all this stuff on MSNBC and ABC, that's all dying media. That's not, it's still going to be around our lifetime. But the new media is where it's at. And influencing through social media is where it's at for politics in the future. If you want to win, if you want to get serious and win. The Republicans are way behind. They don't do anything, really. And what they need to do is be out there hiring influencers to be talking about the positive stuff that Republicans do. They really have to do that. You have to win this war. And so the Democrats are setting up an influencer room at the White House for influencers. So think about this. In the typical press setting, there's Corrine Jean-Pierre standing in front of all these old-line media people sitting there. And it's the same old dribble over and over again. Blah, 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 blah. We hate Republicans, blah, blah, blah. 
And now they're going to have over here in the corner influencers who are going to be making TikTok videos how great things are at the White House. Man. And Republicans, what did they do? They put up a website that is a a Biden fact-checking website. Now, that hey, that might appeal to you. It's not going to appeal to a 20-year-old. It's just not. They're in the wrong world right now. Republicans, you are so far behind on this. And you're not going to catch up with what you're doing. You're focusing your talent, your treasure in the wrong place. Let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on. Good morning, sir. Trey, good morning. You were talking about uh, Rona McDaniel, the head of the RNC. And a while back, you had a guest on, Scott Pressler. That's right. Persistence. That's right. And he is leading the charge right. across the country to register Republicans, to talk about conservative things, and to and to... To do ballot harvesting, it's legal, and and he's he's he just right. the guy is great. I've been following him on 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 uh, on uh, Twitter ever since you had him on. Yeah, but he is reaching out daily and weekly to the RNC and to Rona and, and emails and calls and nothing. They won't even return the guy's phone call. And he's young and he's vibrant and he is most definitely an influencer. But they won't even return the guy's call. It's like they want to lose. Right, right. It's like they want to lose. You just nailed it again, Steve, as you always do. Thanks for the comment. That's right. It's like they want to lose, like they're not serious about this. And you got to go where they are. And you're not going to influence them with a 60-second commercial on radio. You're not. Taught 20-year-olds now you know, in that age bracket. You're not going to influence them through Fox News or MSNBC. I, I think... I think the Tucker thing is a bigger deal as far as cable news and, and network television, and I toss them in the same you know, area together. Uh, I think it's a bigger thing than they realize. I, th- I think that this leads to cable news or network news being more irrelevant than they were last week when he was on for a lot of people. And you got to go where they are. And that's why you've got to get the influencers who are doing your TikTok videos pushing the positive things that Republicans are doing because the Democrats are out there pushing, and, and they're really hammering the abortion issue. And to a 20-year-old female, that's an important issue. And what Republicans have to be doing, Democrats are saying, Republicans are taking your, your, your right away to, to, to control your own body. And they've got influencers, and they're saying it in their language at their speed at their time the way they want it said to them. And what Republicans have to do is they have to go on there and they have to counter that with, hey, listen, it really is killing another person, and let's show you this. And say it in their lingo, in their place, which is TikTok, IG, and all that. Don't mean to beat a dead horse, but this is a fact of where we are today, and Republicans, you're going to lose it again. You're going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory if you don't get over there right now as in yesterday. And let's talk about our weather. Because tonight we're looking at storms. Tomorrow night we're looking at storms. And some of these storms will have hail and damaging winds accompanying them. you got to make sure your roof is ready to go. Stevens Roofing is your local roofing contractor for all of San Antonio and this part of Texas. As a matter of fact, Stevens will respond to you right away and give you, free of charge, a roof inspection. And it is the most thorough roof inspection that you can imagine. They will check everything out when it comes to your roof. And they know what to look for because they're folks from here. So they understand what these hailstorms and windstorms will do to your roof. And they'll fix it for you. 
with a free roof inspection from Stevens Roofing. you got to know these folks. You're going to love them. And, again, they'll work with your insurance company, and the inspection doesn't cost you anything. That's Stevens Roofing at stevensroofing.net. Hey, Sean, you know, I get asked a lot by folks. So Joe has announced for re-election. Now they won't commit to four more years. Kareem Jean-Pierre says, I'm not going to commit to that. So Joe hits the campaign trail, and this is what he chooses to speak about. My grandpa, who I never met, he died in the same hospital I was born in. I was born. But my grandpa was from, as they say in Maryland, from Balmer. Okay, the, the, the sound is obviously cutting out. He was saying that his grandpa died in the hospital, the same hospital he was born in, two weeks before he was born. Biden's grandfather, Joseph Harry Biden, died in September of 41 in Baltimore, Maryland. President Biden was born November of 1942, more than a year later in Scranton, Pennsylvania, 200-plus miles away. But, hey, that's where he wants to hang his uh, re-election campaign on. Good. John Hayward from Breitbart.com. Joining us on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline, I bet you're going to have a field day for the next year or so, John. Well, you know, Joe Biden did this kind of thing before he was senile. This is his whole life. He endlessly, constantly, he he lies every time he opens his mouth, especially if it's anything to do with his history. If he has to invent an anecdote or change something that happened to him, he'll just say whatever pops into his head. And that, that was before the senile dementia kicked in. Now that he's got severe cognitive issues, it's an open question whether he actually believes some of this stuff that he says it isn't true. But it isn't true, and he gets away with it. There is a price to be paid in American politics from the media indulging people like Joe Biden and letting him just lie like, you know, fluently for his entire life without ever saying a word. And they're still doing it to this day. Assess for me, if you will, John, the current landscape of the presidential uh, race with him, uh, you know, saying I'm going for re-election, whatever. And uh, and, and as far as Trump and DeSantis and all that, uh, what are your current thoughts of the lay lay of the land? Well, it's pretty obvious the Biden team wants Trump to be the nominee. They think they can beat him. They might think he's the only one they can beat. They might be wrong about that. Trump fans will say that that's foolish and Trump will beat him like a drum. And they point to different polls that show Trump's only a point down or something. But, you know, should you really be a point down against this train wreck? If if you can't be ahead of Joe Biden after everything that's happening, we just lost our fourth U.S. embassy (laughs) under Joe Biden's stewardship. And and you're a point behind him. uh, You know, you should be doing better than that if you're going to be the alternative but it's pretty obvious that the biden people think trump is the way they win and they really want him to be the nominee and they think they can pretty much coast right back in there even if biden just goes in the basement again and never comes out if trump is the guy that runs against him and we can all agree that joe biden is not running the show that there is a cabal behind him it's probably i don't i I, you know i've always said barack obama susan rice and valerie jarrett are the ones that lead that but i think it goes deeper too i think you're talking about some some major corporations that are involved in in running the show, uh, whether that's Big Pharma, the military-industrial complex, people like that that have huge influence on the, the direction of the country. Um, so with, with Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday not committing to four more years with Joe, um, you know, those influence, those, those people who have the influence on these tools, which is exactly what Joe and Kamala are, are probably thinking they're going to get another, uh, you know, 12 years out of this deal or, or however long they can get. Uh, by just running these tools and whether they got to do ballot harvesting or I've been talking a lot this morning about influencing on new media and those kind of things that they're doing. And the Republicans are behind on that kind of game. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw the latest press conference that the vice president, Kamala Harris, gave, but she's not that far ahead of Joe in terms of cognitive ability. And it's it, there really would be very little difference between them as far as the people who run them. She would be as good a puppet as he would be, and, and everything would keep going the same way it is. The American people should be marching with pitchforks and torches yes, in the streets over right. this idea that this shadowy cabal that they never even get to see is, is actually running America and running it into the ground. You know, But they're, they're not. There There isn't that huge groundswell of a boiling anger yet. Maybe there will be. Maybe it will manifest under a good Republican campaign as we get closer to Election Day. But I just get the sense people are subdued. I think they've mm-hmm. been battered and beaten by this stuff. They've started to accept high inflation. It's just a fact of life. They can't afford eggs anymore. They're just kind of taking it. You know, they've, they've been the American people have been battered, clubbed into the ground by all this cultural insanity, by all the, the economic stuff. And there, there isn't really a great sense among them that it can get any better. There's not much hope hope. And that, that's the best thing Joe Biden has going for him. That there right. isn't any hope that, that people just accept that this is the best we can do. And you talked about Kamala not being uh, far off from him cognitively. Listen to this. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. What the hell is that? I, I know. I mean, really, functionally, what's the difference between Joe Biden making up fairy tales about when his family member died for political gain and her just rambling on in this vacuous nonsense and the press corps just sitting there, you know, taking it? Nobody stands up and says, you're not well. You know, you shouldn't be the vice president. You shouldn't be in front of a microphone. You're an idiot. You know, none of them are willing to call her on this stuff. So in the end, if she takes over from Biden, what's the difference? You're still going to have this Leviathan state that runs itself, that grows without limit, that no longer feels any duty to you and they just praise on the American people. And, you know, so what if she's the figurehead, he's the figurehead? What difference does it make? Well, I've been talking for a long time now that I wish, just my, my wish, is that Trump and DeSantis would bury the hatchet and come together and realize we have a common enemy there, and that's the destructive Democrats, the Democrats that are destroying the United States of America. And whatever they've got to do, I know Trump is the ones doing all the attacking on DeSantis. DeSantis has sounded off a couple of times, but come together and say, you know what, we're going to put our big boy pants on and we're going we're gonna to focus on who the real enemy is here, and that's the Democrats trying to destroy this country. I'd like to see something like that. Yeah, that would be nice. But, you know, it is a primary, so there is some room to run against each other, and you have to attack the person you're running against to some degree. You have to say, why vote for me and not him? So you have to accept a little of that during a primary when it's an active race. If one of them doesn't continue any further, if one of them drops out or falls behind, or one of them becomes more clearly the obvious nominee, hopefully by the time we get to the general election, we'll get some unity. The trick is to run a primary that doesn't rip the party apart. Exactly. Exactly it. That You just said exactly what Mike concerns are all right before i let you go do you have any comments about the tucker thing anything you want to say about that it's it's a big mess obviously the people involved in it will speak out more and more as to exactly what happened and why i don't think we really know yet until tucker himself makes a a definitive personal statement on it but it sure does look like he was forced out over something he said or something he was going to say or going to do that they didn't like and it's kind of amazing to see the top draw on a network get pushed out like that i think he'll do fine he'll find a new perch a new home maybe create one for himself he's got an audience that's going to come with him and fox was very foolish to lose that audience but, I mean, there's so many people that watch this ask, what is going on with Fox News right now? What are they doing? 
You know, John, for the first time in a long time, I didn't turn the TV on at all yesterday. It's becoming more and more irrelevant to me. And I, I think the new media is, is where it's at. Places like where you're at at Breitbart and other places, whether it's Daily Wire or The Blaze or whatever, they're building empires over there that are going to attract uh, faces and names like Tucker Carlson. When you think about Daily Wire and what Shapiro and that team have done, uh, you know, bringing in Candace Owens and the people, you know, Matt Walsh's of the world over there. Uh, at your place at, at Breitbart, the uh, tremendous growth has gone on over there. And then uh, you think about the blaze and the people that uh, Glenn Beck's been able to bring in the stable over there. Sure, there's going to be a place for Tucker, whether he starts his own thing called Tucker TV or something like that, uh, or he goes and joins one of these places. He'll have three million people that are going to follow him, no doubt. Exactly, exactly. And that appetite is totally understandable. Is it that Breitbart grew as big as it did, these other places have done well, because people are tired of being lied to. Right. And I mean, look at look at a white, all you have to do is watch a White House press conference and watch this Kareem Jean-Pierre sit there and a room with like 30 ridiculous jokes right. just sitting there staring dumbly at her and like three real reporters in the room, you know, the guy from Fox News and maybe the guy from Africa that keeps asking her questions. There's like three actual journalists in that room. People can see that they know it they're sick of it and they're looking for something different and i think there's plenty of room for tucker carlson to join that party if well he wants to and make that's exactly speech. right and there's people that are fans of those individuals like uh, tucker fans or i'm a fan of yours and on and on it goes and they seek out those people wherever they might be so uh he's he's going to land on his feet and just be fine but i think it renders network television even more irrelevant than it was before yeah, I, I agree. People are looking for these alternative sources, and maybe he'll make some history when he starts his own and we see what kind of an audience he can pull. John, I appreciate you. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks very much for having me. From Breitbart.com, the author of Dr. Zero Year One, John Hayward, back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, it's Sean, and I got some great news about you. Oh, take a ride. You want to hop on back? Okay. Snuggle in, get comfortable. Wrap your arms around me. Let's go. How fast will this baby go? <laughs> I'll make your hair fall off. 653 at KTSA. Good morning. Trey Ware here. 210-599-5555. Um, interesting. A couple of interesting side notes about the whole Tucker Carlson thing real quick here. First of all, there's stories emerging about his great generosity and his love for other people. Other people in his business, too. What I have found, being in this business my entire life, you focus your attention on you and you trying to become a star, whatever, celebrity status, and you focus everything. It's all about me, 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 I, 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 and that's what you do. You don't get anywhere. But if you put other people first and you help other people out, that's when you really begin to grow. And that's what uh, Tucker did. There are so many people now that are appearing and saying, you know, when I was at a low point in my career, and in my life, he called. You know, he tra- tracked down my phone number and texted me, or he called, or whatever. And I've shared the story before with you about my dad facing uh, having to have a, a cochlear put in because he was going deaf, and, and Limbaugh had gone through that. And Limbaugh called him, said, "Ricky, this is not a, 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 a career ender. This is a career extender." And they talked about that for a while, and then uh, talked about politics and the world for about an hour, hour and a half. After that, those are the people that that are successful and do well. And Tucker's one of them. So wherever he, you know, ends up, and, and it won't be, I, I predict it's not going to be on network television because it's irrelevant now. And, and I consider Fox to be a network television. Uh, I, I throw them in there with the CBSs and the ABCs and all that. And, and it, they're just irrelevant. He was a draw, and he even drew a young audience, and it's over for them now as far as I'm concerned. 
So finding another place to be is pretty interesting. But, you know, when you think about his final monologue, it was a, there was a part in his final monologue on Friday night about how Big Pharma controls media with their money. And if you cross them, you're out. Do you remember uh, James O'Keefe? Project Veritas? Well, a couple of months ago, James O'Keefe did one of those hidden camera videos with a guy who worked for Pfizer who admitted to James O'Keefe, hey, yeah, oh, yeah, we created the virus so that we could create the uh, vaccine to it. And, and, and yes, we, we are messing with the virus to make sure it mutates and grows so that we can continue to make vaccines. And, and he filmed him saying that James O'Keefe, after releasing that, was immediately separated from the company that he began, Project Veritas, and he's out starting his own thing. And the same thing happens to Tucker at the same moment. Well, I say if if the view and the military-industrial complex and Big Pharma are celebrating your firing, well, then you're doing great work. If AOC and the view and all those people are jumping up and down that you've been fired, that, that you're doing a great thing. Tucker, yesterday, he broke his silence and told Politico, Politico said, what do you think about the Pentagon uh, celebrating your firing? And he said, well, I'm sure they are. <laughs> I'm sure they are. And that's all he had to say. That was the extent of all his comments. But I'm sure they are. He was railing against us being in wars that we have no business being in, and the only reason we do it is the same reason that President uh, Eisenhower told us, and that's because people make money off of guns and bullets when they sell it to the U.S. to go fight these wars that mean nothing to us, absolutely nothing. No national interest whatsoever. Thomas Jefferson would throw up if he knew we were in Ukraine right now. Throw up. And uh, and, and, and that's, that's the point, is that Tucker would say things and was bold about saying things that nobody else would say, he crossed Big Pharma on, on Friday night by saying they control the media, and if you ever cross them, then boy. And look what happened to him. Look what happened to him. And that's that's where we are. And But it's going to be better for him, and it's going to be better for the country, because he's going to go do his own thing somewhere, whether it's for Daily Wire or for Glenn Beck or for himself and Tucker TV. Well, you know, I, I've said that these boys that that are took over for Rush Limbaugh, they're they're placeholders is all they are, and Tucker could take that show over, and do well with it, and do the other stuff. You know, the the video component on some of these other channels, or start his own thing, Tucker TV. Who knows? I don't know where he is going to end up. I don't know if he's going to be president. <laughs> I'm sure he knows he's not going to be president, but you know that's out there on the interwebs too. So, yes, there are huge forces that control, whether it's government or whether it's big business that controls our government and controls the media in this country. And he crossed them one too many times, and and they got his head on a stake. But he'll be fine, and he'll come back, and, and, and I predict bigger and better than ever. Back in a minute, Warren Ryman next, KTSA. Gold. If 